Some full energy from bed right here Cause they're my enemies Subscribe and like, rate and review Your hosts of the day be Couple guests too We're gonna win a trophy when overdue Can we do the double make it deja vu It's a move London thing Girl by the Sony on the wing Harry's one of her own nine and in He's only got one E but let's see the king And we got Delhi Ali that's talking With the show side, with the show side With the show side's what we sing With the show side, with the show side Now it's a new London thing Yo, 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 it's the show side podcast. Kwabna, how you doing, my man? Good, you know, good, good, good. Can't complain, man. It's been a been a good couple couple results. Yeah, almost spring. You got that spring in your step? Yeah, I do, man. I do. I'm I'm really looking forward to things changing. I'm looking forward to getting out of this this lockdown. I'm looking forward to just a little bit of breaking up the monotony. That's what I've been struggling with, man. I feel like things have been the same for so long. So I'm happy for things to be changing. And things seem to be changing. I mean, today, not today, it was the other day. Was it Thursday night? was the first night that my Celtics, Boston Celtics, and my Spurs, Tottenham Hotspurs, won on the same day for the longest time ever. And then, obviously, that's been backed up. So all good. Yeah, that's good, man. Plus, you, you got the benefit of the... You can have the break with the All Star Weekend now as well. So you got a couple of representations. You got some representation in there as well. Got two two All Stars for your Celtics <coughs> and, and a star uh, and uh, through yeah, injury, star, but a star through well. injury. But we'll take it. We'll take it. it? You'll take so it. So it's all and good. Then, it's all... Obviously, we've had some some stars coming through at Tottenham, it's starting to at the business end of the season, as they say, it's coming through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The cream is hopefully rising. It is, man. The cream happens, is hopefully always right to But let's get through. Indeed, let's get some admin out of the way. And cool, I'm cool, going to cool. say City Butcher Alert incoming, right? So this is episode 45. So before we get into the City Butcher Alert, Kwabna, give me a name. A name? For 45? Yeah. I oh, know. Vinicius. Easy. Hey, you thought about it, and you yeah. yeah I was like, no, when you said name, I was like, are we doing cities? But yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was that was that was good. Forty-five. You didn't even do the um, folded arms pose for Big Vin. No, no, no. I'm trying to hold this microphone in place so Lira doesn't cuss me. <laughs> shout to Lira for last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, boy, <laughs> to be fair, and each and every week, shout out to you, bro. Um, as we keep it moving, we're the Shelfside Podcast, as you know. I know this is five minutes later, but guys. Thank you for listening. Each week, we appreciate you. Thank you for telling everybody about the Shelfside podcast. I can see the new listeners as they come in, so we appreciate you. Hit the subscribe and like buttons and leave a review. Kwabna will remind you, I'm sure. Yep, yep. And guys, don't just listen when we win, because we give you good insight and good bants, even when we lose or draw. There's always a take. There's always a hot take. Kwabna's always got some good food for your... <laughs> mind food for thought yeah. I'm about it food for thought I'm about that I am indeed so let's hit the cities real quick and then we can get into it and as I said it's a butcher alert because um, I'm showing my um, lack of travel knowledge unlike Kwabna, um we have a few cities in India at least two um, and the first one is Ernakulam 
and I'm not making it up, Anakaluam, you know who you are, so apologies if I butchered it. And guys, if I butcher your city, just, you know, send a message in to us and tell me how to pronounce it quickly. You can do that on our Twitter, just let me know. Um, shout out to Ramat Gan uh, in Israel. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for joining us. And this one, I am going to butcher it. And again, apologies. It's in India also. It's Vizak Hap Hapatanam. You know what? Better you than me, man. Better you than me. <laughs> Thanks. That means I'm actually butchering it. So, okay, cool. And shout to Setsu in Japan. Uh, they're the new international cities. I saw a city in the UK, which I've never heard of. Um, Kwabno. Uh, tell me if you've heard of this town, city. It's Wimswold. Wimswold? Wimswold. Wimswold. W-Y-M-E-S-W-O-L-D. Nah, nah, don't know, mate. But shout out to all of you, all of you guys. New cities this week. Thanks for listening. And please, please continue to listen. So hit that subscribe button, that like button, leave a review. My daughter finally said she's going to leave a review today. So it's only taken 45 episodes, but there you go. <laughs> We take them, though. We take them, but we appreciate every single one of them. We appreciate every single one of them. Indeed, indeed. So that's my admin out the way. Cool, 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 man. So it's time to get into the games. Like, we uh, had two games, two wins. I love I love it when we can start our, our descriptions like that, man. Honestly, two games, two wins. Love that-ish. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where we're at right now. Let's start with the Fulham game, um, which was... Uh, it was a bit tricky at times. It's funny because that old cliche of being a game of two halves could not have been truer for the Fulham game. We came out, yeah, the blocks. It was beautiful. There was loads of movement. Like, Delhi was involved, like, doing bits, like, really driving the team, being scrappy, uh, pulling out passes, turning on assistance constantly, like, looking for the next thing, driving forward. We, we done a combination of possession play, but also counter-attacking football. It was great to see. But we only had the one goal to show for it. And yeah. obviously Delhi was at the centre of it. But it was good to see those four. Delhi, Kane, Son, Bale, like all in the same um lineup and being fluid. Like people were popping up in different places, some people were dropping deep. Um Delhi and Kane interchanged at different times. Delhi was really relishing that second striker role. It was good to see, man. He tried a couple things that didn't come off, but you always run that risk when you've got Delhi. But I thought it was I thought it was a really top performance in that first half. What what did you think about the first half specifically? Yeah, first half was good. It 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 left your you um licking your lips um with expectations for the second half and obviously going forward. Um that front line, that front four has been never been seen before and everybody was has been waiting to see that, right? It's already got its kind of um nickname. It's Basque. Bell, Ali, not Delhi. Obviously, we needed a vowel. Um, I thought people were going for um for. No, that doesn't work. Which yeah, one's no, that? So I've I've kept on seeing shag everywhere. What was the shag one for? <laughs> yeah, maybe that doesn't work. No, that, there's a reason why no. that was there, bro. Son. Oh, his first name Harry, Ali, and Gareth. Nah, yeah, maybe that was it. Maybe that was it. Disgusted. Shag, I prefer Basque, unless we're yeah, going to shag everyone. Yeah, yeah but, it different vibes, different vibes. Yeah, but back to the first half. It was it was really good. Um, I, I liked what Delhi was doing. And 
And listen, right, Delhi, Delhi tracked back. He won possession a couple of times. He looked lively. He should have scored, obviously. It went down as an own goal, and he actually didn't get the right connection on it, but he was there. Um, and he was in, definitely instrumental in the first half. And, yeah, the couple of flicks and tricks he um, had, he didn't um, really connect um, with the ball. But why it looks worse when Delhi does it is because it's usually a flick with his back to the way he's trying to pass yeah, the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Unlike Lucas passing forward, but just misplacing the pass, it looks bad. But I thought the first half was good. Um, Kane should have scored uh, in the first half, and he, I think, has. If he scores, we then look kind of a, in a different position. We are probably a bit more comfortable. Um, but Gareth Bell didn't have a good game. I didn't think. I think the game was at a very high tempo for him. Uh, they pressed him well, and he couldn't quite get into it. And I think there's a f- question about confidence with Gareth, um, which we'll get into in a bit a bit later. But I think the game started not so good for him, and I don't think he could ever really find his way in that game. So he was kind of out of it in the first half, and then obviously got substituted later on. But the second half, if you want to go into the second Bro, half... That was, that was a different kettle of fish, mate. Second half, I thought like... I felt like there was strong Wolves, uh, Crystal Palace, Fulham first time round vibes for me. Like we allowed them to come back into the game, they really really attacked it, um, and we. I wouldn't say it's fair to even say we sat back, but I just felt like we were a bit passive, and we seemed so confident in our abilities to defend that we just allowed them to come at us. I'm not sure that's true. Okay. Right, in the sense that we felt confident. It did have those same vibes, obviously. Madge's goal was very unfortunate to be disallowed and probably the game should have been 1-1. Um, but we got away with that one. I think Fulham were good. They weren't too bad in the first half. Loftus-Cheek looked good in the first half of them. I think they were good. And I think there are some times where the momentum shifts and it's hard to get the momentum back. And that could be because we kind of went into cruise mode. It could be because because of that. But I felt Fulham were really good. And Fulham have been playing really well of late, to yeah. be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. Um, t- aside from the Liverpool victory today, everyone could beat Liverpool apart from us. I just thought I'd add that. Oh, um, my God. So, it's so annoying. It's so annoying. They banged us twice, <laughs> bro. And everyone had beaten them. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's, let's keep it moving. But I think Fulham have been playing really well. They've got some good pieces there. And Scott Parker's done really well to organise them and get them playing to their strengths. So, yes, we would expect to do better. Yes, we don't want to keep on containing sides. I agree with that. And yes, we don't want to soak up pressure and defend. Um, and like I said, it probably could have been 1-1. But we did defend well. And we did seem to lack an outlet ball and maybe he could have made a change earlier. That's my um, criticism of Jose in these games whereby we look like we're cruising. He doesn't make the change early enough for me. It's like we're missing that link, we're missing that out. Um, Change it up, put someone in there who can do that job. He did make a change relatively early. I think he brought on, was it Lamella and Sissoko? Or was it Lucas and Sissoko? It was... Lucas, I think. Yeah. So, I think we probably could have done better with ball retention, but the high energy, 
away from home um, and probably being content to hit him on the counter, which obviously we hate. But we came out with the victory, so I'm not going to really be too upset, but it could have been worse for us. It could have been a little bit worse. It could have been a lot worse. It could have been a lot worse. I mean, it's like, it's one of those things where you have to take... You have to take the benefits from the, the mentality of having come out the other side of a game like that. Uh, I thought Lloris was quite commanding uh, in the game. And that, I guess he also had the the whole, he's had, I think, 100 clean sheets now. And yeah. he's come through a period of time where people are questioning whether he was back to his best. Like, you need those moments. You need those moments to, to really, like, re reaffirm your position as number one and to boost but my favorite own confidence as anyone else. So that was important and he kinda kinda got that. So that was also really important. And I think the strides forward that we've seen Sanchez make, it was really important to not see that undone. And yeah, it was a harsh it was harsh to get that goal disallowed. But even a clearance like that at times we've seen we've we've not felt comfortable with Sanchez making those those clearances, so him not feeling as error prone is a massive key takeout from this game. Yeah, I, so you can point to that clearance, and there's a moment in today's game which people will point to, um, but I think your point's very valid in the sense of appearing error prone every time. Right? Yes. Admittedly, this is not Man City, okay? Yes, admittedly, it's not even an Arsenal attack who we're going to face very soon. So that will be a test and a challenge. But in what he's had to do, he's looked good. He's made interceptions. He's made key tackles. There was a moment there in that game, if I'm not mistaken, where the defender striker got the other side of him and it was going to be one touch and bang and he managed to win the ball back without fouling in the box, which was good recovery if he was at fault for him getting the other side in the first place. So I think Sanchez did well in that game. I think Toby did well, like you said. Um, Lloris did well. So I think it was a better defensive performance than attacking performance. Although we were all over them in the first half, we didn't get the second goal. So I think we have to tip our hats to the defence in that game because Fulham are a bit of a handful. They're a powerful side. They're a tricky side. They know what they're doing. They know how to play to their strengths. Um, and something else I want to point out in that um, about Fulham is that Magic Kid, he looks decent. Now, you asked me a few weeks ago when I said Vinicius was done out here for the Premier League. Um, you challenged me with finding uh, a replacement or alternative to Vinicius yep. who came in for similar money or would do a better job. Now, Madger scored two goals on debut and has looked sharp. Looked like he knows where the back of the goal is. So he would be the person I present. And this obviously is unfair to Vinny because he hasn't had the run. He hasn't had the burn in the Premier League. But Madger is a player who, British-born, Went to play in France, did my research on him, and he's, he came back. And obviously, he's probably hit the ground running a lot easier than Finney as well because he knows the language, he knows the culture, he knows yep. the city. So, but he would be the person I present in that argument, but it's slightly unfair on Vinny. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'd have to look at him a little bit more. Um, I guess 
there's uh, there's there's the things the things I'm looking for about Harry like an alternative not an alternative but kind of a backup to Harry Kane, like you need to me you need to have that pace that explosive pace because it's just different, um you need to have that kind of physical presence about you to want to get amongst it, right? So I haven't seen enough of him, um to say, but I think that that part of it is really important, like. If he can mix it up in that way, then yeah, for sure he should be considered. Um, but yeah, I think if Fulham do go down, there are there. Yeah, I mean, look, I I like I like what Scott Parker's trying to do. I do, and I like the I like the football that they're playing. But ultimately, don't know if it's going to be enough. Right now, it's not looking like it. It's not like it's going to be. Like, doesn't like it's going to be enough. But there are a couple of players in there that definitely I would snatch off their Anderson. Hands. No doubt, Anderson for sure. Um, uh, and I then, think he's, I think he deserves to be in a Premier League at a top club. That yeah, kid. yeah, yeah. No, he, definitely. Anderson was good. Um, I thought uh, Lamina was good. Yeah, um, I thought he was. I thought he was good. I think he could definitely do it. And job. good today. Yep, yep, yep. Did a massive, did a massive favor today. So that was like that was good to see. Um, but yeah, I mean. Overall, it was interesting, and it was just like a real, a real game of a real game of two halves. Um, but I guess well, I don't know. When I look at it, I can't help but think that because of the contrast between the first and the and the second half, I wonder like whether the defense was more impressive than the attack because Fulham they deserved to get something out of that game. They deserved to get something out of that game, but we were resolute, we were organized, and that you can't discount that, right? It's like when we when we concede a goal last minute to opposition that's below us we get angry we get frustrated oh we should be beating these people we should be beating these people and then when we do beat them people are like oh well it's only Palace or it's only this or it's only that like I think you have to give credit both ways because whatever happens it's not keeping out clean sheets is not is it's not easy I think it's, it feels easy when you when it feels that we're our, our attack is stagnant and people shut us out it makes it feel like yeah it's really simple to keep those clean sheets but it's not so I guess I kind of pose that question to you. How do you see it? Yeah, definitely. I think I touched on the fact that defence was probably better than the attack because that attack on song, they really played that well. The keeper's got to have a worldie or they've got to score four goals, right? Yep. Or, but I guess I guess so. the, the context like moving forward, like when you see that, it, I mean, yeah, you said the defence was was impressive in that sense. But I mean like for now, using it as a platform to build on, right? What do you feel more confident in? Like our attack going forward. I feel more confident. Uh, our attack going forward or our defence going forward. Which ones do you do you have more confidence in? It's it's definitely the attack. I mean the better players are in attack. We in order for our defence to be solid, it has to be a system. It has to be a team effort for our defence to be solid, right? I'm not confident enough yet on our defence going four on four, three on three or two on two against the top teams in the league. Yeah. I'm not. But am I confident on our forwards going three on three, four on four against any defence in the league or even four on five against any defence in the league? Hell to the motherfucking yes. <laughs> on song, on song, Kane, we know is world class. Son produces world class moments. Bell produces world class moments. Lucas has come into it. Even Lamella looks good in his role off of the bench. Delhi has come into it, and we know Delhi produces world class moments. Yeah. 
Okay, it's only Bergwijn letting the firm down at this moment in time, and I still have faith in him. So definitely, it's the attack that I feel more confident in um, going forward. And I know it's only Palace, which will come on to Fulham, but they've surely turned a corner if we drew both to Palace and Fulham, and in both games we took the lead, and in both games ended 1-1. We've surely turned a corner there and the attack has been a part of that as well as the defence, but attack has been a part of it. What do you reckon? Yeah, I mean... So I think I'm I'm trying to be cautiously optimistic across the board, right? And to think about what really needed tweaking. But we were in a stage where it felt like both of our... Both our, tent, our attack and events had reached a point where something desperately needed to change, right? We had, we were leaking really annoying goals. It's not like people were putting worldies past us. They were just like putting pressure and we were just folding. And then attack-wise, it's like, oh, we can't really go out and attack because our defences are good. So we had a chick, chicken and egg situation because if you don't go and attack, you invite all the pressure onto a defence that isn't already good. So you'll concede, yeah, agreed. right? But then also they're like, oh, you can't go hell for leather because if you do that, we can't see it out. So I kind of, it was just frustrating to go kind of get caught between those two things. So for me, it was like really interesting to see where we took things next. Like, how do we, what was the growth? Where did we put our focus on? And it seems like, I think, we put more of that effort into our attack. Um, Yeah, go on. Well, if you play a front four, Although Lucas is very defensive-minded, high-press, high-energy, so he does help um, when you play him in the 10 row. I think that's kind of a clever way to play him. And then he just changes the angle because he can burst past a man at will from a standing star, as we touched on. I think that's good kind of use of the 10. But, but we didn't just do that. We played Regulon and Aurier as well. Right. And Dombele in the pivot alongside Hobier. So you had the most attacking lineup possible to play in a Jose side at Spurs. So our attack should be more potent. It should work. And it's probably the first time we've been like that since the West Ham's or the Southampton and Man United. Right, because Aurier and Regulon both played against Man United, and yes, Don Belli played in the ten, but we had the flying fullbacks with the license to go forward. And let's be honest, that dynamic, with all due respect to Davies, he doesn't give us what Regulon gives us. Right, Doherty doesn't give you the power and the quality. Um, so far this season, that Aurier gives you going forward. So that dynamic of those two fullbacks changes things. You notice that insides come into, uh, come back at us. The key thing and the key reason they're able to come back at us is because they push their fullbacks further forward. It's the age-old adage: they give themselves width. They've got more bodies in midfield, right? And then you push our fullbacks back. But when our fullbacks are pushing the opposition wingers and fullbacks back like Van Arnold today could not get out could not get out for love or money yeah, he, Doherty, but he, did, he did do quite well defensively which I found interesting no he did he's a he's a good player Van Arnold yeah. I know he's known more for attack minded but he's quick he's powerful he understands the game he's got a decent left foot but today he was pinned back 
right? So that cuts off one outlet. And yeah, probably the word from Roy was to um, stay home most of the time. Obviously, we know Roy likes to do that. Kill the game and then attack in moments. But I felt that when we play with our attack-minded fullbacks, Dombele in the pivot and the four up front, the emphasis is and has to be on attack. And don't get me wrong, we're not hell for lever attack, but it's more attack than it is sit and contain. And that's the, kind of what you get with a four-two-three-one, I think, as well. I, I just feel like it's just, it seems like that's the most effective way for us to defend or to provide any kind of solid um, solidity. And it's amazing to think that in the Mourinho team, you could be looking at the philosophy adopting the philosophy of attack being the best form of defence. Because for him, defence has always been the most form, the most important form of defence. The most, the most um, I guess, uh, impactful form of defence has been just to be really good defensively. And it seems like he doesn't have the defenders he wants right now. So he's maybe allowing the free-flowing football to account for that. But I just find it, it's just find it to be a very interesting turn of events. Yeah, I'll tell you the true test to this will be maybe the Derby uh, Cup Final when we play Man United, when we really play the top six sides. Will we maintain the 4 2 3 1 or will he go back to 4 3 3? Because if they bypass the press against us, they're going to have three quality midfielders against our two often. Yeah. And then if you're looking at Man United with Fernandez dropping into the hole, Hoybier is going to be forced to back or one of the centre-halves is going to be forced up and then you're leaving kind of almost a three-on-three. So, and McTominay's got legs for days. So I don't see us matching them with a 4-2-3-1. And if we do match them with a 4-3-3, how does that then change the attacking philosophy against the defensive philosophy, I think we become more defensive and I think we play on the counter is what I can see happening with Don Bele probably in the 10 and Sissoko coming back in. Yeah, I just don't like I just don't like Don Bele in the, in the 10 role. Just not a fan. No. He needs to be facing the game more. He really does. He really does. Um, I guess, it's, so today, in playing Palace, ran out 4-1 winners. I felt like we were in control of the game the whole time. I thought we started really brightly. I thought that we were constantly asking questions of Palace, even though that they were quite resolute for a while. And Lucas, once again, showed his value. Like, he, Lucas isn't... I mean, apart from Mourinho, I don't think he's anyone's favourite, right? He's not anyone's favourite. I will go back on record just saying I love the idea of Lucas. Yeah, everyone loved the idea of Lucas. When we signed up for PSG, we were like, "This is mad." Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I don't think I don't think he's anyone's um, favorite. But what I think he's done is he's mastered the art of being effective. So it's like when you play five aside with certain people, seven aside, right? And I know for a fact you know who these people are, right? I was gonna say you're digging people out. You know they're not good. 
you know they're not good, but they've mastered the art of being effective on that pitch. They're the guys who, they know there's one angle that they can just toe punt it from, tight angle where they should be going out against the wall, bro, but they'll do it. They're the same guys who, when, they run, when they're running at you, they hit the ball off the wall, and then that's their idea of a cross. Those guys who have learned to be effective in those spaces, like Lucas feels like an 11 aside Premier League version of that. Like, he's, he's, he knows how Harsh. to be effective. He, he learned how to be effective and, and to impact games by doing some things that you're just like, uh. like his runs, for example, great, great with the ball at his feet, great with the ball at his feet, right? But he knows that he doesn't get his head up in time. He doesn't ever get his head up in time. And his decision, his, his, not even his decision-making. Decision-making, I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but I think his ability to execute what he's thinking, that final ball what can be sees. poor. Yeah. But because he uses Often his dribbling, is. yeah, but the fact that he can use his dribbling to drive himself up the pitch, like, that's a win for him. Right? And today he did that to great effect. And he was buzzing around there. He was buzzing around their midfield. He was buzzing around the defenders. Won the ball a few times. Regained, led to a goal. Yeah, exactly. The first one led to a goal. Like, re- regaining possession. Like, today he was fantastic. And the idea of him playing that 10 role to a lot of people is, like, strange. What's Lucas doing there? What's he doing playing number 10 for us? But if him doing that allows our front three to flourish the way that they did today, play him every game. Play him every game. Because what he does is he offers creativity in his limited way, but he offers creativity. But what he also offers is graft, tackling and winning the ball out front. We're not we're not a coordinated pressing team anymore. We're not. Back no. on back when Pochettino was here, we used to press, organise and in, in and hunt in packs. We don't do that anymore. So if we're going to have someone who can disrupt, and that means that the other guys can then go and do what they do, then yeah, it's life. It's life. He could end up being. He could end up being the the, the Marcus Smart to our to our, our Kemba, Jason and Jalen. Could work. It could work. Okay, a little Celtics reference there for those who don't know the NBA. Yeah, I mean, he could well be the Marcus Smart. Although Hoybier might be the Marcus Smart, but I know exactly what you mean there. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing, right? With Lucas. Again, I love the idea of Lucas. And in that game today, in the uh, first 25, 30 minutes, it was so tight. Apart from the Son header from the Bell Cross, where you should do better with, um, it's so tight, right? And what teams have done against Spurs over the years quite easily is nullify us. Two banks of four, a bank of four and a bank of five. And then it's hard to play in between the lines, the low block. And Palace were doing that. We were shifting them left to right. Yeah, the switch was always on. But penetrating them down the centre was difficult. Okay? You can have a 10 like Delhi, And Delhi's a passing 10. Or a running behind 10. Second striker 10. Okay? In that game, there wasn't much space to run in behind. Um, the passes probably would have been cut out because they had the bank of four and five. And this 10 of Lucas, as you touched on, is, is none of those, right? Mad, He's a mad, breaker mad. of lines 10. He, he can pivot, he can stop, he can just knock it one side of you into the space and get there before you and then start his galloping. Yes, what lets him down often is his final ball and you're right the vision's there and he has done it he from time to time he sees it man he sees it and he yeah. tries it but it's always like the pass is always short I don't under understand. hit 
wayward. Oh, bad, yeah. yeah, passing is not his thing. Dribbling is his thing. Yeah, he's the best non-passing Brazilian we know, um, other than maybe Paulinho, but he had a different role as well. Yeah, we do get the dud Brazilians in that way. Bruv, but let's anyway, not get into it, mate. <laughs> let's not get into it. It's like they just—it's like they revoke their, their samba jeans. The Jogo Benito just leaves when they when they hit N seventeen. <laughs> Jogo Benito, it's, it's mad. It's mad. I know it is. It is. However, what Lucas does give you is is that. And the press, the press today. We don't score that first goal if Lucas doesn't. Oh yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, And and cleanly, it's it's he has mastered the art of doing that, retaining possession or winning possession as a forward without fouling, as well, right? So it's it's good. It's not exactly what you expect from your forward, um, and yeah, he does flatter to deceive sometimes, but against. Um, sides that are hard to break down there is there is a good reason to play Lucas when he's on this form definitely so he could be the key he, he could, could be, the, be key. the key he could be the key yeah I mean but you're gone no I was going to say uh, today I felt like there were good performances not just from Lucas though um, you were probably going to go into this but you know me I like to throw my curveballs in there um, I'm not going to go through every player <laughs> What were you gonna say? No, no, I was gonna. I was just gonna say that we saw. Yeah, like you said, there were some good, there were good performances today. Uh, two probably will get all the plaudits in Kane and Bale. Yeah, yeah, they shouldn't, but they will. And when you think about it now, like on this kind of form, in this kind of performances, knowing that he, his injury record and how much it will probably cost, and his age. Knowing that full well that I don't know how long Mourinho is going to be our manager, in it. So, mm. boy, do we resign Bale? Yes. When you say resign him, are you talking about for next season on yeah. loan, or are you talking <laughs> about beyond that? For next, no, beyond that. Next season online alone, that's no brainer. You just might, might as well just wait it out. Do you know what I mean? But sign him beyond that. Well, they touched on it in the studio today, and can I just say, before we go any further, fuck Graham Sooners. Like, seriously. <laughs> like, Roy Keane at least is entertaining. Like, Sooners, if I see you on the street, we're warring. Like, you're just the most... I know your team lost today, but you're oh, miserable. Bro, he's a miserable. Did you take a whole a, segment bro, on Bell? He was like, oh, why isn't he, why isn't he, um, why isn't he saying that he's going to give everything? Why is But my guy's just being realistic, bro. He's just telling realistic. me. Like, exactly. He's, he's, that's it. Like, I don't... Look, I don't need Bell to come out and say, I'm going to win Ballon d'Or. I'm going to bang 10 goals a game. No, doesn't blah, it? No. Blah. Like, do your thing. Who does that, though? But who does that? Bro, I, does I, Messi do that? Bro, I did my best football. I played my best football when I was 31. Soonest. Soonest. <laughs> Things were different back then, bro. Come on, man. Things were different back you then. You kick people. It's not the same. Soonest. It's not the same, bro. It's not but the same. But you hear what Roy King said? Oh, you're yeah, this modern football. Sorry, I know it's a bad First of all, yeah. And that's that is much better. That Irish accent was much better than I thought you could manage. A hundred percent. I'm a almost impressed. I'm always sorry, what? <laughs> a buckle of water. A buckle of water. A buckle of water. That's the, second, mornings, yeah. the second second one that second round was better. But I don't I don't want to this because I don't want you to start thinking you can do these dead accents on a regular basis. No, 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 no. Sorry. So apologies. No, you don't apologize, double down. You've done it already. You've done it already. <laughs> but to be fair, yeah, he was just he was just um soon as was just a knob in there. But for me, Michael Richards hit the, the nail on the head, right? Bell 
if he re-signs for Spurs, he'll be re-signing for Spurs, A, because we're in the Champions League, B, because we're ascending, and C, because he's happy, right? And he's happy, the fans will be back by then, Touchwood will be singing his name, he knows he's a legend, he knows he's loved, and just to be loved again, to be loved in your autumn years, playing for a club that you also love, and are already a legend at, and now have returned um, favour on that kind of sentiment by banging in the goals. Will he re-sign? Yes, if those factors are true. And yes, he will take a pay cut. You How much of a pay cut? You think he'll take a pay cut to come? He's not going to expect Tottenham to pay £600,000 a week. And where does he go? He can go to maybe into Miami. I don't know how much they would pay, how much yeah. Bex would pay him. Yeah. He could go to um, Abu Dhabi and play. He could go to the Chinese League and play. But does Bell actually want to do that? No. Bell wanted out of Real Madrid, right? Because he couldn't see eye to eye with Zidane. And yes, I, everyone questions how many games he played. Yes, he doesn't trust his body. He probably still doesn't fully trust his body at this moment in time. But he's getting better. He kind of has an understanding of what his body can do. And yes, we all know he's got one eye on the Euros. So finish strongly to the season, get in a groove and don't get injured. I get that. Fine. Whether I agree with it or not, I know what's happening. But my thing is this. He won four Champions Leagues. Right, he was instrumental in what Real Madrid did. Yes, of course, Cristiano was, and Benzema was, and a few other people were. But Gareth Bell, you cannot take it away from Gareth Bell that he also was won them finals, and then got disrespected by Zidane. Okay, so why am I going to play for you if you don't like me, don't rate me, and are dissing me? Like I want out. You block my move to China, then I will wear my sleeping glo- um, goggles. On the sideline, and yeah, it may not be right, and it probably isn't right. But let's look at the big picture here. Let's look at the big picture. He's on six hundred grand a week. You don't want to play me. I'll happily sit there, right? True. You take the piss at me. I'll take that of you. Tottenham, completely different story. Completely different story. I think if we give him two or three years, um, a deal at a reasonable amount then I think he can re-sign. It's now just down to Levy, whether Levy speaks to the medical team and the medical team saying, yeah, he's got two or three years at this level of performance. And then to Levy to say, well, let's do it, because I'll tell you what, he's proven he's a bit of an X-factor. He's got something in his legs that and he's is, got yeah. something in that, that X-factor stuff. That X-factor stuff is absolutely key. It's absolutely yeah. key. Yeah, I mean... As, again, Michael Richards touched on it again today, um, you don't find your way in the to the positions he's found his way in um, by luck, right? In no, those no. goals he scored. And there's one thing getting into those positions. There's one skill in doing that. There's another skill in making those finishes look so easy, right? Because he actually knows where the back of the goal is, Gareth Bell. Right, he's more of a forward than he is a wide man these days. And once he's there, he knows what to do. And that's why he scored the goals. That's why they look easy. That header, again, looked easy. The header against Brighton looked easy. Like Some of these finishes he's making look easy. But I've seen players in this very team not finish those chances. So yes, you re-sign Gareth Bell if the body is holding up. And yes, it's a reasonable price. 
Yeah, I mean, it's hard, to, it's hard to, it's hard to turn, turn away from what he's giving us right now. And like you say, if he is going to be reasonable and he is going to take that pay cut, it's a no-brainer. I think it's, it's also I'm thinking about how it, it aids the development of those coming through. But if you've got a player like that and they're playing the way he's playing right now, you just let him go for as long as he can go for, man. Bell aids the development by being Gareth Bell. Like, I don't think he's blocking anybody in particular. Like, I can't think of a youngster who's playing on the right that will come through if you're talking about academy. I think the person that may be blocked is Bergwijn, but I don't think Bergwijn plays that position. I think Bergwijn should be giving Son rest on the left-hand side, and that should be his best position, cutting in on his right foot. Yeah. You know, he's got a decent right boot. So, I think it's only Lamella... And Lamella's never going to give you a full season, um, 30 Premier League games. He's not going to do it. His body can't do it. So it's best that they both dovetail. We get rid of Lamella and we get somebody else in. And I guess it's, but, it's, it's nice being able to have those options right now. Like I think that the the substitutions, are, they're still like, they're still touch and go. I think they worked today quite well. Um, but, you know, you can't... They really, did. You can't... You, like I don't think they worked well against Fulham at all. At all. But today they worked well. But coming into a game when you're like three one up, you know, I mean, dare I say it's hard to mess it up. But you know, no, nope. <laughs> don't say that. But, I mean, yeah. they did work. I think I think Lamella was good. I think Lamella has been decent um, without having always having that end product. But he definitely adds something. A uh, substitute Lamella is always better than starting Lamella. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, and. Yeah, he looked. He's looked good. He I uh, don't know how many ball rolls he fits in, but he did a ball roll against Fulham, which so helped. Ni- he had some nice touches, nice business skills today for sure. Yeah, yeah. I've been trying to teach my son that ball roll, and believe it or not, I was like, "Look at Lamella. Lamella does a ball roll." Like it's really bad wow. that I'm using Lamella as an example. Yeah, that's no, how. That's real. That is serious. But if you ask anybody, pick a player that does a ball roll. I mean, I mean, does anyone does anyone do it better than him? You know, credit where credit's due. No. Yeah, he does a good ball roll. He has a good ball roll. <laughs> he has a bloody good ball roll. He does, he does. Um, Here lies Eric Lamella, the master of the ball isn't roll. Isn't it? That's, that's, that's his contribution. <laughs> but we'll go, go, that and that and his shithouse, we'll take it. We'll take it. Um, all right, cool. I think that's um, that's it for us today. I think we've got um, got a big game, big couple of games to look forward to. Um, NLD. Yep, that's going to be a big one. Um, We've got sure. a slight advantage in that one as well. Did you notice Arsenal weren't happy about that? Yeah, we did. did. We did, yeah. I thought I was crying, but fuck him. <laughs> he was crying, but it was like, well, you got the advantage by being the cup holders. That made us play extra games. 100%. That put us in a state of sadness and fatigue now. So take it, yeah. But um, we can't go. We can't go without mentioning because this week before we do our next pod will be 20 years of Daniel Levy and Enoch at Spurs now we don't have enough time to discuss this properly right and I think it's probably best that we wait until the end of this season to assess 20 years of Enoch at Spurs because we may have another trophy and oh, did I say that out loud the year ends in one um, <laughs> you know where I'm going with it allow it man don't say it out loud <laughs> whisper it no at the end of the day it's unfair to judge him mid-season 
although you could argue that 19 years of judgment is enough. But let's see what happens at the end of this season if we are in a different position. We know we've got the stadium. We know we've got the training ground. We know we've moved to 13 consecutive, not consecutive, but 13 seasons of top six finishes, mm. which we didn't manage in the 10 years before um, Levy was at the club. So there has been a lot of positives and there's been a lot of negatives because we've had so many manager changes as well, but we won't do it justice now. No. I don't know if you want to add anything to that. No, I, I mean, I feel like there's been, there's been, a, there's been a lot of um, positives, some negatives, uh, and, but a lot of frustrations. Uh, but one thing I will say is that there's been, there's been fairly consistent progress. And that in itself is um, something to be proud of. But yeah, like you're yeah. saying, we'll definitely get into it. Um, get into it at the end of the season. So I see. Hopefully, it's, it's a positive pod. It will be. It will be. Speaking of positivity, this no. is where you give me negativity. No, no, no. Kidelio FC. Uh, actually, Kidelio FK. I keep on saying FC, and it's wrong. Are uh, still running away with it, but I think I'm catching them up slightly. So, Ahmed, I'm coming for you. Uh, no, you've moved up. You moved up. You moved up. Yes, you were waiting to give me that smoke, <laughs> innit? <laughs> I was. Nephew, nephew, you're still bottom of the table. Uh, yeah? Mid table, I'll take you, bro. Yeah. You said mid table. I'm mid table. Oh, anything not bottom is mid table, yeah? Yeah, 100%. If you're not top, then you're not the bottom, you're the middle, bro. So Fulham and mid table. Wait, West Brom and mid table. I'm not concerned with those teams. I'm concerned with my team, bro. I'm concerned with my team. <laughs> but anyway, let's get out of here. Um,. Thank you very much, uh, Andrew. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Krabna. Always a pleasure. Yep, yep. Um, so remember, guys, you can follow us on the Shelf Pod on Twitter. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. Five stars only because we only give you five-star content. We will be back to break down the subsequent matches and a hopefully a North London derby win. Until then, Indeed. it's a good night from me. And it's a good night from me. Lira, run that outro. Finish show, side, finish show, side, finish show, side,